Hey, this is Patrick with the Mad Bros Media Zoom Podcast, the latest medium in the Mad Bros Media saga. On our very special season finale episode, we have guest Patrick Apino. Patrick is the co-creator, co-founder of the National Film Society and the cult hit film Awesome Asian Bad Guys with partner Steven DiPiango. He's also a talented director and actor, which we would discuss with him in the podcast. Let's have a listen. Hey, this is Patrick with the Mad Bros Media Zoom show and podcast. And with me is David again. Our brother David, how you doing? And our very special guest, actor, writer, filmmaker, co-producer of the National Film Society, the hit indie film, Awesome Asian Bad Guys, Mr. Patrick Apino. Yay. How you doing, Patrick? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for thanks for having me, guys. Good. Are you are you in San Francisco? I know we're we told you we're in Washington. Are you in San Francisco right now? No, no, I'm in Los Angeles. I've oh, lived okay. in Los Angeles since 05. Oh so. wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm from the I'm from Northern California, though I'm from the Bay. So oh, how how's the weather right there all over there? Um, it's it's actually a little gloomy. It's been uh on and off. Uh usually blue skies, but uh but today, you know, the the universe wanted to give diffuse lighting. Oh, well, we got, we kind of had that uh, weather today too. It's kind of gloomy, rainy, but I put bright lights in now on my show. So you can't tell whether the sunny or rainy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So how have you been hanging through the COVID? Have, did you get your shots yet? Um, I got one. Mm-hmm. I'm taking my girlfriend to get her second one today. Uh-huh, kind of staggered, you know what I mean? So we're not both like beat up <laughs> if something yeah. happens. Uh, but yeah, uh, getting in a couple of weeks, it's been, a you know, interesting time for everybody, you know, I've just, uh, kind of, uh, I've been thankful. I've been thankful, you know, like as tough as things were when everything started, mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in worse positions, you know, and, um, just thankful that like the people closest to me are knock on wood, like still healthy yeah. and, you know, hopefully, we started getting out of this a little bit, a little bit more. Um, doesn't seem like we'll get to herd immunity, but uh, we can all do what we can. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I got my shots. I think, David, you got your first shot. Yeah, I got both. Got both okay, shots. You got, so we, but yeah, we all got our both shots. So yeah. But, yeah and yeah. all of our, our family has been good. They got their shots, too. So yeah. Yeah. Been nice. pretty, Congrats. pretty, pretty quiet over here. But yeah, good. we're hanging in there, too. Good. Good. Yeah. So let me start. Uh, how did you, uh, what inspired you to, to get into filmmaking? Man, um, so I'm a child of the 80s and 90s and filmmaking, I mean, that was the, that was like the grand medium, you know, movies. Those are the larger than life things. You go to the movie theater, you catch something on VHS, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then DVD eventually. But uh, that was where I saw the most like impact. You know, I think the movie that first kind of got me interested and showed me a little bit of the power of filmmaking was Mm -hmm. uh, Do the Right Thing. And I don't know if you watched that movie recently, Uh but it still holds up. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, obviously, in terms of uh, content theme, Mm -hmm. uh, but even just stylistically, like it doesn't it feels very maybe because the 80s came back and hip hop has become such a uh, like ubiquitous thing mm-hmm. and it's you know it's still the movie that kind of got me into filmmaking in general you know telling stories that had uh, layers 
and pun yeah. later and stuff. Well, speaking speaking of uh, telling stories, I'm interested. How did what did you how did you come up with the story for Mister Sandman? Oh, Sad Man, Sad Man, Sad Man, yeah, Sad Man. Uh, you know, I was in film school in San Francisco, uh, and I was at this restaurant with a couple of friends of mine, and we were just bantering about ideas and stuff. And I had a friend, and he was like, you know, sometimes when people find out like you're a filmmaker or you're in film school, they'll just tell you like a bunch of random ideas that they had, and and he said his cousin was like, yeah, you know, what would be a good idea for a movie it would be like uh, all these Saddam Hussein doubles. And this is like in the early mid aughts, uh, uh, a bunch of Saddam Hussein doubles, like all stuck in a room. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that that ain't no story, man. Like a story is if uh, one of those dudes lost his job and like moved to Los Angeles. And then that was it. Uh, I, and then I came up with that and then I just took off with that idea and, uh, you know, it, it went on from there. Yeah. Now I would try to go look at it on Amazon, but for some reason it said I can't watch it. Is there a, a site where you can view it at? Um, it's offline for now. Like I am going to, I'm actually in the middle of doing a, uh, not a re-edit, but like kind of a, a touch-up now that I'm like a uh, director's cut. Yeah, yeah. There's like things that I've wanted to change about it. You know, like mm-hmm. they always say, there's a movie you write, the movie you make, the movie you edit. And uh, I, my vision for it way back when was different. And I, you know, you never really get exactly what you want. Yeah. And so I think uh, with some hindsight and a little bit more life experience, there's a couple tweaks that I want to make. Um, I'll probably start documenting that process either in a podcast or uh, on the NFS YouTube channel. Cool. Yeah. It seems like with the thing of COVID, everybody's going in and redoing the films and taking a look at, Oh, I'm going to do this. Of course, not the Snyder cut. And now Stallone's doing a Rocky Ford director's cut. No way. Uh, No way. And and Coppola, Coppola redid Godfather. Coppola redid Godfather 3. Although it's kind of still the same. There's different scenes, but. Oh, you've seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's good, but it's like, yeah, it's the same ending. I thought it was going to be a different <laughs> same I mean, ending, but it was good. There's more yeah. There's more scenes in it, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it's like these minor, minor things they think are, like, big. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm changing that, and then you don't even notice it. One thing brings to mind is, like, you did a episode with National Film Society. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um not Nolan. What's what's his name? He does. Oh, Malik. 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 Like he stands all his stuff and he like cuts, shoots a lot of stuff, but then he leaves it on the cutting room floor. Yeah. I wonder if he'll ever do a different cut of some of his movies. Because I know that a thin red, thin red line. Uh, Ad and Brody was supposed to be the lead, and he wasn't even in the movie at all when they came out. He had shown huh. a lot of footage. Yeah, he yeah. Was like, totally cut that out. Story, Patrick. Billy Billy I Bob did. was in there, and they was cut out. There's a lot of people that were cut out of the movie. I think I heard that story a while ago. You but, heard about uh, that story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's I, also there's also a story too that uh, what's his name uh, Plummer Plummer said he had shot a lot of footage, and then he's like, he watched the movie. I'm not in it, but you hear my narration for the New World. <laughs> they used it, all he did is use his narration in it. Christopher Plummer. Yeah, use his voice oh, as a narration yeah, for the movie. He did a. There was a roundtable. There was a roundtable with him and George Clooney. And Plummer had said that, like, he was so into it. Like, he was really trying to do, like, a, a good acting performance. 
And then it turns out that Malik just used the audio barely in the background of the scene. He didn't even wow. uh, put the footage. All he put was the audio. So it's like, yeah, it's just kind of funny how Malik works. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know if he'll ever do uh, uh, if he'll ever do any director's cuts. I feel like everything he's done is like a director's cut. But uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. So, how did you and Steven meet and become the National Film Society? Oh man, Steve and I met at uh, a film festival here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and uh, we. <laughs> I think the story was this was like when I was. Uh, in my heavy drinking days, uh, I was at a party and some guy, you know, Steve, Steve was like just trying to meet people. Mm-hmm. And uh, he met somebody that like introduced him to me. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, a couple, a couple of drinks into my evening. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> who's this dude? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think, I think uh, he, he said, I gave him a, a bookmark. I had made these Mr. Sadman bookmarks at the time Mm -hmm. and I gave it to him. And uh, I think he thought I was kind of a jerk because I I was like, I kind of blew blew the whole thing off, but I was um, kind of in a different mindset, you know what I mean? So you have to pick and choose your spots. But then we, uh, you know, we met up, we talked uh, at a later event at that same festival. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of similar thoughts and ideas at that time. This is like Mm -hmm. 2010 Mm -hmm. and you know, he and I were both separately really interested in, I guess, what they called then. And I don't know if they still call it like new media. <laughs> and uh, and we decided to just, you know, work together. We were both interested not just in filmmaking, mm-hmm. but also like in building audiences in digital platforms and all this stuff. And so eventually we just kind of like brainstormed over the course of a couple months, something that we could do together. And we tested some stuff that was like not working. And then we came up with national film society mm-hmm. in the way that it was. And then, uh, it just, it just went from there, you know, it just, yeah. we just, uh, focused on it and, uh, and grew it from there at that, at that time. Yeah. What caught my attention is you guys were remo- reviewing movies. I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then I saw, I started watching the rest. It's like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Then you guys went to PBS. Yeah. 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 I mean, at the time, like, you know, we were, we weren't obviously in an early wave of YouTube. We were kind of like in a secondary or tertiary wave or something. And also at the time, there weren't that many people like who, quote unquote, we felt or we'd seen that were like had gone to film school, were filmmakers and that were attacking YouTube the way we were. There were a lot of people who were younger and just doing YouTube videos uh, and subsequently, we just would run into people at like different events that were like way younger than us. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, PBS found us. They saw our name. They thought we sounded official. And then they watched us and they thought we were uh, maybe funny, uh, smart, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, POCs. So that's probably yeah. good, too. Uh, yeah. And uh, it was it was fun, man. It was it was a fun period. Yeah. Where did that? I wanted to. Uh, oh, go ahead. I just wanted to just jump in really quick and say, like, um, I don't know. Uh, maybe you have. Maybe you. Uh, maybe you said already um, on like in your channel or something before. But is there what happened with uh, with that? Um, and then will there ever be a return of you and Stephen again, the National Film Society? You know, 
I I really don't know. I mean, what happened was uh, I don't know. You know, after uh, Awesome Asian Bad Guys, I mean, you've obviously seen it. Uh, things kind of just got busy you know i mean we yeah honestly you know like a lot of people weren't making a living off of youtube steve had two kids you know uh yeah and uh we we each decided after bad guys to kind of like you know try to find work and do our thing yeah. steve went off yeah. on a youtube channel he worked for a, a tv station now he, he's doing his own uh his own uh business thing and then um you know for me i i went into like uh, acting a little bit. Um, I did some commercials and stuff. I just was curious because like I got uh, approached and I was like, sure, I'll try it. You know, I did that for a couple of years and that was kind of goofy, fun and, and uh, interesting to be on the other side of that thing. I was like, this will be uh, a kind of a interesting experiment. And then also uh, uh, maybe I, I can make a couple bucks off of it. And then after that, you know, um, I just started working. I turned National Film Society into a production company and I just started doing client work. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's yeah. been sitting ever since. And then honestly, also after, to be frank, like after we, so we shot Bad Guys in 2013. It came out like in uh, Festival Circuit 2014. And then 2015, we had like a, a an official like premiere uh, in Los Angeles. And then uh, a couple months after that, my mom passed away. And then me personally, I just had, I just went, had no interest in being out and about and being on uh, social media, being on YouTube, being anything like that. And I kind of had to look a little bit more, take care of my pops, take care of some family stuff. And then, um, like I said, work came up and then uh, that went there. Uh, over the span of time, like I've thought about rebooting and rejumping and I, I, a couple of times I've, I've done it and it's it's interesting it's interesting you know like i started doing a bunch of videos last fall just for fun because i hadn't made anything in a while you could either like go back and edit old movies <laughs> like you were saying yeah uh, or yeah. you could just make some stuff and i made some stuff yeah. and uh i'm still going to again to be honest like i'm a big basketball fan and i'm a big golden state warriors fan ever, ever since the the 80s and stuff so uh for the heck of it i just started doing a warriors podcast and that actually took me away from making youtube videos Man. and i've made like i don't know like 85 episodes in the past few months oh and, wow uh, some of them are really short me just talking about a game that i saw mm. but uh nfs is will be coming back it might not be coming back the way it was mm -hmm. uh because it's a uh, older more mellow you know more uh more chilled out and i think youtube is just different you know what i mean we, yeah. we played such hyper realized versions of ourselves and the whole shtick was that steve <laughs> and i were so different yeah. he was a straight man i was like i mean look at me you know what i mean and like uh and i think that worked really well um those those opposite that opposite pairing and uh i'll always always think like that was like one of the most entertaining most fun times of uh, of my like creative career but uh, going back to that you know uh like probably won't happen um but i'm gonna i'm gonna take nfs somewhere um i'm always open to suggestions or things that uh, uh people are who know the channel like you guys have any thoughts like oh i'd like to see this oh i'd like to do that or i'd like you to do this or whatever um so you know It'll 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 be it'll be coming soon. I'm testing some stuff out with this green screen behind me too. Cool.
Now I was going to ask yeah, you, uh, where did that come from? Uh, that's a Filipino thing. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if you're aware, but like uh, when I was a kid, I mean, Filipinos, that's how they kind of call each other. Oh, yeah. Really- yeah, I was going to tell I was going to tell Pat, my brother, Patrick, that because uh, he in the, in, the, in the beginning, when he said National Film, Film Society, he kind of did a little bit wrong. It's like it's kind of like, you know, I know I know about that thing because oh, okay. uh, because but it sounds like. Say, yeah, because like yeah. <laughs> my fiance, my fiance is actually, uh, my fiance is actually Filipino, Patrick, and um, yeah. and I've been around the Filipino culture for like a long time. Like I have a lot of friends that are Filipino and stuff. Cool, cool. So and then uh, yeah, it would bring me to because uh, like first of all, I wanted to say you know, uh, sorry if I like maybe maybe tapped into something a little bit delicate because I'm sorry that I want to say deep my deep consoles, condolences for your mom that passed, but. I but uh, yeah, um, I haven't seen it yet. But Patrick mentioned to me about Bitter Melon, and I just think that that name, the title, is so funny because my love, my fiance loves making that Bitter Melon dish with like shrimp with shrimp. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that dish yet. Yeah. Yeah, like, so maybe it's just maybe funny thing. It just made me laugh about the title because she loves Bitter Melon, and I tried it. I like the shrimp, but I I can't get past the melon sometimes. It's like it's so bitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that it's 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 something that uh, old school Filipinos, Filipinos from the Philippines, they love that dish, and you just have you have to do it just right. I hate bitter melon in and of itself because it's just so dang bitter. But uh, yeah. I always figure that maybe uh, you know when I get old and my taste buds like kind of aren't as strong. Maybe that's why people eat it. They can't taste it. I don't know. But um, yeah, you should check out the movie. I think yeah. it's, uh, it's well, what the mom be, said is, is to help her lower blood pressure that, without giving the spoilers away. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you I think the, the title is if you watch it, it has a lot of symbolism in it. Yeah. 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 It was a lot of fun. And, and, and hats off to H.P. Mendoza because it was a really good movie. I was yeah. kind of getting a little emotional, kind of get sad, kind of got laughs. And then I, I was telling David, there's a W, like they call the WTF ending. And I was like, a, I told him it's a double, double WTF ending. So he really has to see it. I didn't yeah, really yeah. see, the, I didn't really see the second, the last half come, you know, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, uh, uh, HP is a talented guy. He's, he's a, you know, like I, I, I look at him, we're kind of, we're so similar. We're, Roughly the same age. Mm. Uh, HP stands for Henry Patrick. My brother's name is Henry. Mm. My name is Patrick. And Mendoza is my middle name. Oh, wow. um, and so, uh, yeah, that that role, that movie, that was one of the most like satisfying, fulfilling, like creative um, uh, experiences I've ever had. To be honest, and it's so different from anything else I've even tried to do. Um, but it was intense and, and uh, I loved it. How much preparation did you do for the, the role of Troy? Ooh, man, uh, I will tell you. Uh, so HP screenplay was 190 pages mm-hmm. and 89 of it was mine. Mm-hmm. So basically, <laughs> basically yeah. I had 89 uh, pages to memorize. And so I prepped like crazy, man. Like, because the one thing, one thing that you want uh, as you know, filmmaker is you want your actors to at least have their lines memorized because mm-hmm. on any size set, um, you don't want to have to waste time or takes because mm-hmm. someone forgot 
right? Like yeah. you, I, I hate that. And I didn't want to do that. And basically, so I, I memorized it. And then I just, you know, it's about getting the, getting the words off the page into your mouth and owning those words and kind of forming them into your own voice and really just inhabiting those words. And then, you know, talking to HP gave me great guidance and mm -hmm. just playing, you know, I mean, it's not a spoiler at all, but just playing like technically a villain, a bad guy. Um, that's, that, that's fun, man. Like that, yeah. that's fun. Even though it's like not a traditional, like good guy, bad guy type movie, just playing like that type of role. And honestly, like it was fun to dive into just some of my favorite villains in movies and then see not not to imitate but just like see what you like what i liked about those roles and to try to figure out like oh how can i what do i like about this and is there anything i can adapt and then also honestly taking from uh from friends that i know acquaintances i've known over the years and you know pulling from them yeah so uh talking about movies let's talk about asian awesome asian bad guys yeah now uh i know you were talking about prep we were talking about preparation for bitter moon but working on awesome asian bad guys what was the most challenging thing to do on on the set as part oh, of filming or working with ug or or uh randall or al in terms of the actors there was nothing challenging about working with them i think the challenge was just trying to get everyone's schedule and get like everything like mm -hmm. into this compressed week long shoot we shot this i think in like seven seven days mm -hmm. and that's pretty quick when you consider like all the locations and all the people and um i think that was the greatest challenge i think having um i think being in it wasn't a challenge you know i don't think because we had um luke Matheny, who was our script supervisor who's mm -hmm won an Oscar, who is a showrunner mm -hmm. <laughs> now, a uh, super talented filmmaker. Like, you know, basically he, he had our backs when we were doing that, mm -hmm. when we were goofing off on camera. So, you know, I think just having that family vibe, you know, the, a lot of the fight scenes took place in this one theater here in Japantown or um, Little Tokyo mm -hmm. in uh, here in LA. And, it was great when people weren't when they were supposed to be there that day, but they weren't shooting. There was like all these seats and a lot of folks just who knew each other from before and knew each other from around just watching and supporting each other and being there and, and enjoying the, uh, the everybody's like just experience. Mm -hmm. And it was fun, man. It was fun. I, I, uh, <laughs> another excellent, um, creative experience for me. Yeah. That was, that was a ton of fun from beginning to end, you know? Do you have do you have a favorite scene in the movie? Oh man, um, God, I I love uh, I love every scene that I love every scene, but like I've watched it recently, and I <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but uh, that's okay. We had yeah. another guest on, and you could hear the planes go by or the cops outside going by, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah living in a city but um you know like i was i was watching it and i was kind of scrubbing through it just checking scenes and everything and like there's something about randall's scenes mm -hmm. when he even when he's by himself 
he just has like this natural essence, you know, this likable uh, vibe to him that you just see it in his eyes. And I think obviously like other people have seen that and it's <laughs> gotten to where, to where he is right now. And I'm super happy for him, super like uh, uh, just glad that the world gets to see like his talent and everything. And he gets to try all these different projects and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, like for a scene that I was in, I don't know, man, it's just like the whole thing was like a riot. I mean, mm-hmm. the scene where um, with me and Tamlin, yeah, in my There's room. There's a couple of good scenes there. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that too. That scene. See where you first sit down and you're doing the tea scene. Oh yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. The scene, the scene in the bedroom was 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 fun. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm surprised. I was surprised that she let you do. Like she was like down with that. Like she was like cool with it. You know, like I mean, it's all acting. It's all just yeah, like, yeah. But like, it's just cool that you like she let you was like down for that too. You know? Yeah, I mean, she's she's the best. She's awesome. She's a total pro. And like, you know, like, that's what was great about like everybody, you know, I mean, they were all seasoned pros. And it, when you have folks that are that good at what they do, it's like, you know, you go over the stuff, a little bit of guidance in terms of like the lines, the, the, the action, all this, and like, you know, they just know what to do. And um, that's the best part of it. Yeah. She ended up becoming a villain too. Now, I mean, uh, I don't know if you saw the latest Star Trek. Um, I haven't. No. Yeah, she was a. Uh, oh, it was, actually, it was Picard. Picard. She plays a Vulcan um, captain. Huh. She wanted to destroy another species because it, it, it destroyed the Romulan species. Now I was giving too much away, but yeah, I was like, oh, "Who is that? Who is that person?" And I looked and said, "It's Tamlin <laughs> with pointy ears." <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, uh, she wore I'll, shades half because she was in she was in san francisco in the future so she wore sunglasses most okay. of the scenes but then when she was on the ship she had them off yeah yeah i'll have to look it up i'll look it up yeah, yeah. the cards first season yeah 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 mm. yeah i wanted to uh say i just wanted to ask too like um you it's probably uh probably like really uh re- rewarding for you you and Steven to have like Randall in there and to have Tamlin and then how, how like you said before, how successful Randall is now being in the MCU and actually being a, he was in a, a after credit scene for um, Aquaman DC. too. So he's also, yeah, he's also in the DC, DCU, DC universe also. Yeah. And yeah. Then he did, he did, a, he did, a, um, I can't remember, recall the name of the movie, but he did a really funny comedy, romantic comedy recently that was really good. And then um, Yuji returning to um, Cobra Kai. To Cobra Kai, that's probably like really probably feels good to have all the people, you know. Oh, now the Paper Tigers. I was just telling them the Paper Tigers yeah. came out today too. But I, I just wanted to ask you, Patrick, um, uh, how you feel about the representation of Asians in Hollywood and television and film, like as opposed to several years ago. I mean, even maybe, maybe how much has grown ever since, even since you and Stephen has done the National Film Society. I mean, with Randall and like now Aquafina doing really well. They had a, and they had uh, Raya. They had the a- an Asian Disney film, and then now they have the the Asian uh, Mar- Mar- Marvel uh, character Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask what you how you felt about Asian representation being a being a film Asian film director and actor. You know how how did you uh, what if you wanted to talk about that? Yeah, I mean I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Um, and it's accelerated a lot in the last few years. 
I think, you know, what I used to say over the last, whatever, 20 years or so, when I would get this kind of question about Asian representation is like, listen, it's, it's better than it was before, but there's a long way to go. And yeah. it's way better than it was before. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah. I, and I wouldn't like, I guess there's a long way to go, but like, there's just a way to go and then a way to kind of make it the standard, right? Like that's, that's, yeah. that's what we're seeing. Um, I think it's, I think it's amazing, you know? I mean, it's funny, like uh, this college student interviewed me for a paper, he's a uh, Filipino-American college student. Uh, and he asked me a, uh, a similar question about representation. And I said, hey, listen, like, you know, it's always, since I was first coming up, you know, people would say like, you know, the only color in Hollywood is green, right? And it's like, part of it is the fact that yes, there are voices and there are like um, cultural and social things happening. And that's a huge, massive part of it. But there's also that element where it's like, oh, these guys can make money off of this, right? Like things that we've been saying for years, they're like, yeah, yeah about that. You know, like people aren't gonna just turn off the TV or go take a, yeah. take a leak when an Asian person comes on the screen or something. And they're not just gonna like add like, color to the background mm -hmm. so i think it's I, I think it's awesome i think it's fantastic and i like you said i'm super proud of everybody that i've worked with super happy for them and and whenever uh, someone i know is on like a show i'll i'll go watch it uh i don't really watch i've never really watched cobra kai but i did watch I think it was the the one or two episodes with tamlin and uh and yuji yeah. and i was like Oh man, it was weird to hear them speak with accents again because I've talked <laughs> to them so much and uh, yeah. the way just, you know, with their natural American accents. And, uh, uh, but it was, it was crazy. It was crazy seeing them. You know, I wish, you know, like I, uh, they're two of my favorite characters from the yeah. whole franchise. So the fact yeah. that they, the fact they were brought back, I think was a given going to happen. Uh, but the fact that they only have like this, you know, a little bit, I wish they had, yeah. more. who knows if they come yeah. back, I have no idea, but, uh, uh, it was, it was, it was fun. And I just finished watching WandaVision that Randall was on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was great. And like, like you said, Hey, he's crossed over into both, <laughs> yeah, both uh, uh, superhero exciting. universes. Mm -hmm. And it's for me, the funny thing was when I first met Randall, uh, uh, he, I used to see Randall around at like, you know, Asian American things here in LA. Mm -hmm. And he actually auditioned for me for Mr. Sadman. And uh, he, like, when he was, um, oh, sorry, I forgot my train of thought. Shoot. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I used to always say that uh, early on, like, Randall Park reminded, <laughs> uh, Randall Park was like the Asian Paul Rudd. I, I used to say that when I, when I first met him. There was a, a I can, I can see like that, yeah. Very nice guy, that. like that you just kind of like, you want him to like win, you know? And um, and then when he ended up in, I think he ended up in Ant-Man. Uh, yeah. Randall, and I was yeah. Like, yeah, he did. I was like, oh, yeah, he was. oh God. He was. Oh, God. Like, this is, I was like, this is, 
it's over. You know what I mean? Like my brain's going to explode because the, <laughs> the real Paul Rudd and the not real Paul Rudd are, are going to be in the same movie. So, uh, but now obviously like that was all in, in jest coming up, but you know, he's, he's Randall Park and just like everybody else, Aaron Takahashi is Aaron Takahashi. Mm-hmm. And um, Tamlin's always been Tamlin and Yuji is, you know, he's chosen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know that scene at, at towards the end when he was uh, when Daniel was leaving the temple, or was it not the temple? Was it the uh, the mountain? Yeah, uh, Cobra Kai. Mountain. And he gave him the scrolls, and he goes, "You keep for your collection." I'm yeah. thinking about you guys because I remember the the little piece that's on YouTube where he's teaching you guys how to fight and take off your shirt. The scene yeah. that you guys yeah. are reenacting the scene. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Stephen just that kept was laughing. So funny, yeah. And he's like, yeah. You came for your collection. He kept doing it wrong, Stephen. Yeah, <laughs> kept yeah. laughing. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was uh that was uh, a great random video that we yeah. made back then. And you know, like watching that episode of Cobra Kai, mm. you're like, okay, are they gonna hit all the right, you know, yeah. callbacks and stuff? And um, and they did, you know, they did the uh they did that. I don't know if they hit the tea ceremony but uh you know no. it was it, it was cool but it was it was just funny to see like these to see them like at this point in life and like these i guess floral print shirts yeah. Uji trying to be intimidating in a floral print shirt yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah 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 i was gonna say too like the um um man i lost my train of thought too I was going to say that um, I, I thought it was kind of crazy, too. Um, if, if I recall correctly, that around the same time that you guys had Awesome Asian Bad Guys out, Randall had that movie when he played the dictator. He played Kim, Kim Jong-un, too. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of crazy, too. Crazy time, huh? Right. It was super meta because in Awesome Asian Bad Guys, you know, Randall's dick is like, he's never been a bad guy, but then he played Kim Jong-un who obviously, you know, could qualify as a bad guy. And, uh, but then he played like this weird lovable version of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then, uh, uh, cause that's just Randall. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a very, very, very strange time. And it, it all happened really quickly. I mean, and don't, don't get me wrong. Like Randall was already, super like you know doing well oh when, yeah yeah at, oh, at that yeah, point totally. he was a regular on so many shows i, I remember uh, Don conan he was he was angry for a little bit because people kept calling him asian jim and he said why the hell do they call me asian jim and they didn't he didn't register that he had done that little piece on the office where right. they pulled a prank where he was playing jim and fooled oh Dwight. yeah 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 <laughs> exactly he was yeah. like cussing everybody yeah. out until he found out oh that's where they call me that yeah, 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 and yeah. and he was like on Veep all the time, so he was. Yeah, and was I think there. he had just started too. The same time the movie came out, he was just starting fresh off the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon after, like, yeah. also made you bad guys, because I remember like hearing about that coming up and mm. and uh, and and talking to Hudson Yang's dad. He's yeah. the one that told me uh, that yeah, my 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 kid is uh, auditioning for this thing, and I didn't know what it was. And then he he said he was like one of the final. Um, made to the final rounds of casting and I was like oh cool you know and then it ended up being like this what five six year run sitcom and whatnot so yeah. being married to constant woo <laughs> <laughs> <Like, what? laughs> I, I really like that that movie though that I think 
I think it was called Always Be My Baby. Is that what it's called? The yeah. Always Be My Baby. Yeah, Park did. I really liked that. And that was, uh, what's uh, Wong? Ali Wong. Ali Wong, yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious how he was like a rapper in there, <laughs> like a hip-hop rapper. Oh, and then yeah. the, the, the girl he was in love with, she was with Keanu Reeves. She ended up, she yeah, brought yeah. him, they went to a restaurant and he had, she was yeah. with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, it, like, that, it was a restaurant you listen to music while you're eating. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was entertaining as hell, and um, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. I mean, I uh, I remember Allie when she she's from the Bay Area, she's from San Francisco, mm -hmm. and I remember her from back then. And um, her comedy stick like uh, was always was always funny. You know what I mean? Like, and and they went to college together, so they know each other for a while and, uh, and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. Funny, she always yeah. does her specials when she's pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, at least the first two I saw is like she was pregnant both times. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, do you have any uh, new projects coming up? Oh man, um, right now again, just like dealing with uh, getting through the, the the pandemic is my first project. Yeah. Um, and then, um, like I said, I'm, I'm working on a re-edit of Mr. Sad Man, and I'm, let me ask you this, like, you know, I mean, if you were ever to see, if there ever to be a different iteration of Awesome Asian Bad Guys, what would you rather see? Would you rather see live action or would you rather see an animated series? You know, that's, that's an interesting question because animated series, you can do so much more, but it just depends on who's going to be on the live action series. Yeah. Who you can get. I mean, yeah. with Netflix and Disney Plus, how they were surprising everybody on, I guess, like with the Mandalorian, the, the, with the surprise ending, you know, who knows who you'll get, you know, you can get Yuji, yeah. you can get uh, Richard Norton or maybe, or uh, Jet Li or Jackie Chan or somebody just pop up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they yeah. can be in disguise as a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think, I think, I think it's like there's plus and minuses to animation in the, in the live action. Like mm -hmm. Patrick said, uh, there's there's an, the animation can be there's much more you can do, and you could probably get guests easier maybe because all they would have to do is the voice. Mm -hmm. But also like I like the physical the uh, like the live action because it's like you know uh, like, like the physical, physical comedy physical comedy of like you and Steven or like you know the funny stuff like the scene you know the scene with you and Tamla in the bed you know in the bedroom stuff like that like. That's so funny. And I remember, like, remember that when wasn't, that, that wasn't comedy. That was passion. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Just like, kidding. I mean, like, yeah. But, yeah. like, the other scenes, the other scenes, like, the, um, with what's his name, too, when he, like, oh, what? I can't think of his Al name Young? at the moment. The, with, Al Leong? Uh, Al Leong, when he, like, electrocuted himself. He electrocuted himself, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Very true. Very true. Like, or uh, he was always I, sleeping in the back of the car. Yeah, I've, I've I've definitely thought of uh, pluses and minuses, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's something I'm I'm uh, I'm thinking on pretty hard. It's something I've thought about for a while, but then um, you know, well, I guess that's one thing. The not the spoil the spoilers, but the the ending left uh, on a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, it did, it oh. did, and, and um, you know, like like I said, man. Um, it's hard to put a finger on exactly what uh, what you know stopped it from happening. A lot of it is just mm -hmm. like I said earlier, kind of life gets in the way. Yeah, um, you know, uh, and honestly, like certain things, like um, 
you know, I was out there pitching it and stuff. And sometimes it just doesn't, it just doesn't follow. And, uh, uh, but we'll see. I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, I might still have some legs, but we'll see what happens. There's, were there someone that you really wanted to get, but you couldn't for. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tons. I mean, we wanted James Hong. Yeah. I think the famously I I used to tell people he turned us down three times and we kept asking because I figured like he's so damn old. Maybe he would forget who we were and forget we asked. Um, Because he always recites the lines on Comic-Con, especially the one about Jack with Jack Burton. So, yeah, yeah. I think he was filming another movie at the time, but um, I would you know love to in some capacity. Uh, Obviously, Bolo, you know, on YouTube, sometimes we'll get comments about. Specific, specifically Bolo. Uh-huh. Like, hey, what about Bolo? And then um, we tried uh, uh-huh. and uh, it just didn't work out. Um, and, uh, but, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I feel like there's so many old school bad guys mm. and there's still like so many new school bad guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and whatnot. And it's interesting because like when we first came up with the idea, there were all these thoughts of like things that you could do mm. as jokes. I, I think there were, I, I still have it in my mind, like envisioning, you know, the idea that Al Leon couldn't die mm. and him like jumping off of a building or like, flop, you know, like having like a dummy, yeah, like, obvious dummy of Al fall off a building and then yeah. kind of, I'm okay, you know? <laughs> um, but then I think there's other ways you could play the comedy in, uh, in an animated version, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, I will keep you posted if, cool. if there's legs, you know? Cool. All right. Well, thank you for your time, Patrick. Absolutely. Great having you. Yeah, no, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me and, uh, and taking me down this stroll down memory lane. Yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an honor and we always, everybody we have on the show is honor, but it was great to have you today. Cause like I said, we were fans of the movie. We're fans of national film society. Yeah, it actually has been, I mean, uh, it's actually been kind of like uh, anticipating having you on the show because we met Steven and then the premiere and um, and Steven was really cool. I remember when we were watching Austin Asian Bad Guys because Patrick and I have a little bit of background in film, Patrick more than me and stuff, but we've, we've done like, uh, you know, wedding stuff and all that. So what Patrick has done more stuff, um, mm-hmm. but um he was asking, even was saying, oh, how about, what do you guys think about this shot? Or how does this look? And he was like, all like, you know, really um, open. And mm-hmm. it was kind of funny, you know, to like, what do you, what do you guys think about this? Like he was talking to us during the movie. So it's just, it's been a long awaited, like, um, you know, it's been just nice to uh, finally meet you. And maybe someday it would be cool after all this is over, we could do, get together with you and do like a physical interview. We can sit down and yeah. talk more and stuff. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And, you know, like, um, <laughs> I haven't seen anybody in person much in the past uh, year, like a lot. Of I hear you. Yeah, it's so weird. It's still, yeah. I still, even though I still haven't got over it, like it's still, it's been what, it's already been, it doesn't even feel like it because you're so, we're all in our own little bubbles. So it's like, it hasn't even been, it feel like it's been over a year, but it's been over a year. And I yeah. still haven't got used to like not seeing people like, I think for, I, went, I went a long, very long period of not seeing my uh, my parents, and wow. I I saw my uh, some my cousins and my uncle for for Christmas, mm-hmm. and I just started breaking down crying because when hugging them because I realized I hadn't seen them for a whole year since the Christmas before. 
Yeah. So it's just yeah. like it's just so weird, you know? It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy. I mean, that story, it's like it's 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 happened to everybody, you know what I mean? It's affected all of us. And um, you know, that's one thing I'm always trying to be mindful of in just every day, you know, that um everybody's kind of in the same boat, you know. And uh uh but you know, hopefully, hopefully we all get to a point. And it's uh, uh, where we get a little bit more normalcy. Hopefully, <laughs> I do have concerns that once, like, you know, midsummer rolls around and you start mixing the people who are vaxxed and then everybody else who is not, that, you know, things might spike again. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Fingers crossed for everybody whether or not, uh, <sighs> no matter what they believe or what they do, hopefully uh, people can, can stay stay mindful, stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how it is in like Cali and stuff, but it's like, we keep kind of like sliding back a little bit. We'll be in phase sure. three and we'll go back to phase two. And like they open the gyms and restaurants and everyone thinks it's fine. And then like, they're like, Oh no, the cases are up too much high again. And they shut the gyms and shut the restaurants back down again. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to a restaurant and take out, take out again. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like I, I, <laughs> I told myself I would get a haircut or give myself a haircut. I've been cutting my hair since I was 15 and um, I've yeah. been through a lot of different hairstyles. And I said, I'll cut my hair when <laughs> I said I, I would cut my hair after the election, but then the election took like a week and I was just not in the mood. <laughs> and I said, um, when, when uh, the pandemic's over, and to me, I know it won't be over, but when I get my second vax, when I'm kind of clear, then I'll, I'll do it, because this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> you know. so, so it has been a little while since you cut it, since you cut your hair? Yeah, it's been over a year. It's been over a year. Like it okay, because wasn't there a video where your hair was shorter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like early on in the pandemic, and then I just kind of let it ride. I I might go full mullet after this, yeah. you know. Like it's since it's, it's <laughs> like really long. So if you just get rid of the sides, yeah. it's it's straight yeah, yeah. up like Joe Dirt, you know. <laughs> when I when I saw yeah when I when you first came on to the to the chat, I was like, oh, dope, because like I just I saw only seen you like since the clips for earlier so i was like shorter yeah. i was like oh it's you got your like signature like uh nfs look back again but it, <laughs> looks, it looks it looks fine though dude i think it looks sick i mean i like like i would I, I could never grow my hair long my fiance is like no if it gets just a little bit too long she's like no cut it again no um, but yeah, yeah it looks not, sick i wish i could grow it that long it looks sick to me. it's just gonna <laughs> get a little too hot as the yeah, temperature rises but you know We'll see. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll hang on to the mullet or something. Just do something uh, weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And for to check out more of you, go to patrickapino.com. Yeah, yeah. Patrickapino.com and, and National Film Society. And check out Bitter Melon. That is a great movie. You need to see it. So if you can find it somewhere or or uh, get it off Amazon or where where would they find it? Uh, it's, it's on Amazon. I think yeah. it's streaming with ads and uh, awesome Asian bad guys is also on Amazon, uh, cool. Amazon prime. Oh yeah, that's right. We remember we were talking about that earlier. 
Amazon. <laughs> awesome Asian bad guys. All right. This has been Patrick and David with the Mad Bros Media Zoom show and podcast with Patrick Apino. And there you have it. The season finale of the Mad Bros Media Zoom podcast. We want to thank once again, Patrick Opino for being our special guest and all of our special guests that we've had this season on the Mad Bros Media Zoom podcast. Stay tuned when we come back in July for season two. Till then, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out all our other podcasts, including Backtrack and Kevin's Kids. This has been Patrick with the Mad Bros Media Zoom podcast. <laughs>